0: Coming up next, it's the Cannabis Hour. Stay tuned.
1: Marijuana smoking, experts point out, can make a helpless addict of its victim within weeks, causing physical and moral ruin and death. The first legally sold marijuana here goes to an Iraqi
2: war veteran. A new insurance study out this week looked at car crashes in several states that allow the use of recreational marijuana. You're a doc, you've studied this, you've talked to the researchers. You're saying marijuana can kill cancer cells. Who taught you how to do this stuff?
3: All right i learned it by watching you marijuana is illegal under federal law states have legalized records. no wonder you can't open your eyes what do you expect doping yourself up with this wrong stuff what do you know about pot all right good morning you are listening to the cannabis hour I'm your host, Jen Procacci. I've got a great show for you here today. I'm joined by a group of veterans as well as Dan Turby and Patrick from the Soil King. And we are going to be discussing the wonderful benefits of cannabis for our vets. So before we get started with that, I have several announcements to make here. The first is um, the inaugural Mendocino Craft Farmers Auction. It's going to be presented by the cannabis community and to support a local nonprofit that is scheduled for July 16th. The inaugural Mendocino Craft Farmers Auction, MCFA, presented by the Mendocino Cannabis Alliance, MCA, and the Mendocino Producers Guild, MPG, will be held on July 16th in beautiful Mendocino County. This first-of-its-kind event will be hosted courtesy of Jim Roberts and Brian Adkinson of the Bohemian Chemist Cannabis brand, who also own the Brambles, a lovely event venue in the heart of the Redwoods in the picturesque Anderson Valley of Southern Mendocino County. MCFA is a charity auction with proceeds going to support the invaluable resources made available within Mendocino county by Redwood Community Services Crisis Response. <coughs> this is an opportunity for the cannabis community of Mendocino to give back to the broader community and the county. While at the same time raising consciousness about the high quality of the cannabis produced here and the incredible people who produce it. Auction items will include rare opportunities such as visits and overnight stays at some of the top local cannabis producers' farms, health and wellness experiences, fine dining and adventures in our world famous wilderness. Other items offered will include locally made crafts, gift certificates from local businesses, farm products, and more. Generous donors should not be surprised if their generosity is matched by growers who want to share from their private reserve for a truly unique and coveted experience. The affair will start in the late afternoon when guests can explore items featured both on the silent and live auctions. Sip local wines from Maple Creek Winery and sample some of the finest cannabis in the world, shared by Mendocino farmers. An elegant supper will follow, catered by Chef Dan Hagopin of Sonoma Market. The live auction will kick off during dessert to be followed by Stars and the Redwoods with music provided by DJ Mo Magic herself a small farmer from Cobolo in northeastern Mendocino. This is a great way for visitors to discover the eclectic wonders of Mendocino County. Accommodations will be available on site at the Brambles and their sister location, the Madrones, as well as in nearby hotels. Upon purchase of your ticket, you will receive details about special discounts for those attending the event. The Mendocino Craft Farmers Auction is a private event by invitation only, with attendance limited to 150 Tickets are $200 each and will be tax-deductible. Interested guests and sponsors should contact Nikki J Turtle at gmail.com for details. That's N-I-K-K-I-J-T-U-R-T-L-E at gmail.com for details. You can also visit mendocannabis.com, MCA's website. Um, There are limited tickets available for this special event to meet the farmers, contribute to a worthy cause, and be part of a memorable gathering in Mendocino County. So again, if you're interested um, about more information about this wonderful and historical event, please visit mendocannabis.com. That's mendocannabis.com. All right. I have just one more announcement for you here today before we get started. And that is a very exciting announcement about the Hog Farm Hideaway. So first ever Hog Farm Hideaway brings legal cannabis sales to inaugural Laytonville Festival. Mendocino Cannabis Resource Events is proud to announce the launching of the Kind Bud Lounge Cannabis Club in agreement with Shooting Star Events The Legal Cannabis Lounge and Retail Sales Area is part of the Hog Farm Hideaway, taking place June 10th through 12th at the historic Black Oak Ranch in Laytonville, California, as I announced at the beginning of the show. Um, the Hog Farm Hideaway is a family-friendly three-day event with lots of music, swimming, crafts, food, wonderful things. It's really an awesome event. And this is the first time that cannabis is going to be available um, for a regulated sale there. So they will be featuring seven cannabis booths and a smoking lounge, which will allow adults 21 and over to enjoy some of the best cannabis offerings from our region grown by licensed farms and managed in a safe and welcoming environment. Um, Garcia Handpicked is going to be there. Some of the other farms include Highwater Farms in Humboldt County, Lantern Farms in Mendocino County. Those are the farms that belong to Garcia Handpicked. Let's see if there's a list of the other farms that will be there. Um, unfortunately, there is not, but it will be wonderful. It's totally historic that Legal Cannabis is going to be available for sale there at the Hog Farm Hideaway. So go check it out. That's gonna be a great event. All right, I've got my guests here with me. Um, on the line with me, I have Brothers Mark founder, um, Jeremy Freitas. He is a US Air Force veteran and cannabis advocate. I have Aaron Augustus, U.S. Army veteran, cannabis advocate, and also founder of Brothers Mark. I also have Doc Gage Amsler, um, also a veteran and author. I have the wonderful and well-renowned Dan Kirby, and then I have Patrick King of the Soil King, also a supporter of Veterans for Cannabis, and my mistake, Jeremy, is actually not joining us this morning, but the rest of the guys are here, and I'm going to give them all a moment to say hello. Dan, do you want to go first and say
4: hi to our listeners? Yes, hi there, Jen. Okay, hold on. Let me see. My, uh, I'm not. I'm not muted. Good. Um, so, good morning. And uh, this is one of those uh, great uh, things that came from the Mendocino Producers Guild, uh, the Leightonville Lay- Cannabis Markets, which we do have some of those coming up. Again, we've got two more. One on June 25th, and one on July 30th. And we were at the um, uh, cannabis uh, this uh, the Leightonville Cannabis Market and had this conversation about um, hosting this show. And it was just great that we had Patrick there and we had, um, you know, some veterans, uh, at that event and we, um, were able to get, to get this show scheduled. So thank you everybody that's here on the call and I uh, really look forward to an awesome show.
3: Thank you, Dan. Patrick, do you want to go ahead and say good morning to our listeners?
2: Sure, man. Good morning. What's happening? Like, uh, I'm really grateful to be here with, uh, You know, the veteran community and these great veterans, uh, people I really respect that's on the call with us today. I have lots of gratitude for our veteran community. I'm a big supporter of the veteran community. I wouldn't be Soil King if it wasn't for those who freely gave themselves. And there's just way too much gratitude to offer for that. So just being any alliance and in support um, and, you know, unity, family feels good. So good morning, everyone
3: all right gage you want to go ahead and say good morning there to our listeners
1: good morning um thank you for having me i'm very humbled to be here uh it's uh kind of a surreal uh growing up in san diego uh, pre-military and then uh went to michigan grew a roof for 30 years and now i'm back in norcal um you know doing what i'm doing and uh it's amazing uh, two things. First, Pat King is an uh, uh, incredible supporter of and what he's doing for our farm here in Sonoma County. has been wonderful, so uh, a huge uh, thank you to him. And I just bought my tickets for the Kind Bud Hog Farm Hideaway uh, camping outing uh, yesterday. Um, so I'm definitely looking forward to being there. I, just, I, I read about it. I was like, oh my God. I posted it on my social media and I was like, I am going to be there. This looks like a great event. So Definitely looking forward to being there Um, and anybody else who's going to be there too. But good morning. I'm glad to be here.
3: Wonderful. Thank you all so much for joining us today. Um, Aaron, we couldn't hear you before, so I just want to give you a little… I'm here. Oh, good. I think the phone cut out. Oh, no problem. You want to go ahead and say good morning? Good morning.
0: Hi. Hi, everybody. Thanks for having us on. Um, Patrick, good to hear your voice again. It's been a while since our event in, in um, Phoenix, Arizona. Gage, um, you're awesome. Keep rocking it. We really appreciate all the support that you guys are, are helping us, um, with the awareness of our mission, you know, helping veterans, preventing suicide, opioid epidemics, um, pr- you know, promoting medicinal cannabis as alternative therapies the veteran community so just um thank you so much for having us on appreciate it
3: wonderful so happy to have you all here i think this is going to be a great and informative conversation here today all right so aaron you are one of the founders of brothers mark do you want to go ahead and just tell our listeners a little bit about brothers mark and how brothers mark supports our veterans um, with and supporting their access to cannabis
0: Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Um, yeah, started Brothers Mark with the idea and vision um, of a brand that is for veterans, by veterans, um, uh, a brand that supports the veteran community within the cannabis industry, um, you know, ha- helping veterans get jobs in the industry, educating them about cannabis, uh, and then trying to provide uh, high qual- you know, quality products at affordable prices, for our veterans. Um, uh, we, we started uh, Brothers Mark and Veterans Cannabis Group around the same time uh, in 2016, with the idea that Brothers Mark is a for-profit, you know, cannabis brand in the in the industry um, that um, can hopefully succeed and support the nonprofit, uh, which will help do the advocacy and, and continue with the education and networking and resources Uh, type of work that the nonprofit does. So um, it's been a great journey. It's been a long journey. It's been uh, wonderful to meet uh, a lot of veterans from all over the country, um, Gage being one of them with all of our different backgrounds, Uh, myself being an Iraq veteran from uh, 2003, deployed over to Iraq in in 2003 for a couple of months. And, um, you know, knowing firsthand the medicinal um positive medicinal effects that cannabis has helped me with with symptoms related to combat related ptsd so that's what the brand um, brothers mark really is about it's for our brothers and sisters in arms um, and really anyone that is supporting the veteran community or anyone that has related symptoms um you know not just veterans have ptsd symptoms during their life but also uh, a lot of people experience trauma in their life and can have PTSD, um, you know, related symptoms. So that, that's kind of our, our main focus, just because of our, a lot of uh, our veterans have combat-related backgrounds, so PTSD is in the forefront, but there's a lot of other trauma and a lot of other medical issues that obviously it helps with, um, but the main concept you know is just uh, a brand for veterans by veterans um, and also the veteran community that are the people that support the veteran community Um, and so that's what we're trying to do is is really um, help promote the advocacy or the um, the efficacy I should say of the medicinal uses of cannabis uh, as an alternative medicine for our United States military veterans
3: Thank you so much for those informative words. Um, Gage, would you like to add anything to that or maybe tell me a little bit about how you connected with um, Aaron and Brothers Mark and how you guys met?
1: Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's uh, there's a huge story even before that meeting them i mean you know we all have chapters in our lives and um ever since writing a book i've realized i've started to look at my life more in chapters for some reason and sometimes you don't know when you're starting a chapter and ending another one um and when i met uh aaron um i i advocated for a while after i wrote my book and i advocated for a while in michigan uh for veterans and through different organizations and groups on my own uh, through what i knew and understood but then I kind of got burnout out and um, needed to take some time off. And when I did, I really went underground with myself and kind of I uh, was kind of fighting some of my issues. Uh, my PTS goes up and down. And so um, for some reason, I, connect, I found their organization online through Facebook and I reached out to them. I thought, wow, this is they look like they're doing something good. And I'm extremely skeptical. And I have a hard time trusting. And so I reached out to them just to say, what, what are you about? You know, is this really, are you guys really doing this? Is, are you guys really supporting the veteran community this way? And uh, when I talked to Aaron Augustus, um, you know, he said, yeah, let's not only am I going to tell you everything that we're doing, but I want you to show, I want to show you. And so they actually talked me uh, into, you know, on my own accord to come out to California and to see what they have going on here. And when I did Um, I needed to know, you know, what are they doing with their, what are their mission? What's their mission all about? How deep are they? You know, where they come from, where are they going? Um, And, you know, even the products and and how, what their development is uh, through that process. And once I really put my head around that and saw that, um, I brought my family out just to see that. And when I did, I was so impressed and so um, moved by what they're doing. And, and, and that, uh, I decided through about 18 months of, of talking to, uh, to leave my entire career and even my family, uh, to move out to California for, for good, in my opinion, and to grow a new route, uh, uh, no pun intended, all pun intended and, uh, to, to do something with this brand and to help develop this brand and not only to develop a brand, but also to work with, with, with veterans and and other people that support veterans to build a uh, a brand around a community that really believes in in doing the right thing you know we, we hear all these brands that talk about oh, we want to help veterans we want to do this we want to do that well this is the brand that's going to do that and i really believe in that and so that's why i did what i did and so i i picked up and moved out here and decided to uh, re-transplant myself here in norcal and this is here we are
3: thank you so much for that So, Patrick, I know that you can only be on for the first half of the show today, so I want to give you the opportunity now to maybe just say anything that's on your mind after hearing um, what those two guys had to say about their experiences and about Brothers Mark.
2: I mean, Jeremy and I have been uh, friends for quite a while now, who's not on the call now. Uh, And just, you you know, it just goes back to like... I really started realizing, you know, the, you know, in the veteran community, I forget how many years it was, I was down in uh, Santa Barbara area on a greenhouse, I do a lot of filming, if anybody doesn't know that. So I like to tell us a lot of stories. I say the base of the world is uh, a story. And if there's no story attached to something, then you probably should stay away from it. That's how I feel. And, and, uh, you know, it really honed in when I started learning about, um, I went down to Santa Barbara and I had this excellent uh, greenhouse cultivator that was doing things and really impressing me and him and i took off we had some conversations we spent a few days together getting to know each other and it was it was tragic that he he couldn't use the ganja he was providing as medicine for the people and it just blew my mind out of the fear of him losing everything um, because the government taking away you know everything from him. You know once they retire, they get a little bit of money, right? Let's just be real, right? They're shit on on the wages, and and that threat of taking away if you test positive for THC, and so he's he's trying to go through all this, uh, you know. PSD, and all these other elements, and he's stuck on pharmaceuticals, and he's trying to get off pharmaceuticals, and he doesn't have the help of cannabis, but he knows cannabis is the answer, but he's afraid of losing a little bit of what he's got, right? And, and you know, he's living in a life of fear in every direction. If somebody finds out he's working in a cannabis farm, on a greenhouse, and he can't partake, he's going through so much, and it really was, it was such an eye-opener and tear-jerker to me that you know that we don't talk about this. You know we, the world doesn't know. You know the, our li- the listeners in the cannabis community and outside the cannabis community don't understand what our veterans have to go through and how shit on they are on the daily by by us the people. Got to keep it clean children. up.
3: I just want to break in and say we've got to keep it clean on the air here. But yes, please please continue.
2: They get pooped on. (laughs) Is that all right? (laughs) Yes, that works. from From the people and the government, right? And it's a shame. It's an absolute shame. So that opened my eyes into me being an advocate, wanting to be part of any help grabbing any belt loop from a veteran and applying anything I could do to, you know, to help and and get in and see the progression and and with the years coming now we've seen the uh, progression out of california and starting into other states i'm here in arizona which is a really veteran friendly state which is beautiful i mean when you can go up to a uh, parking lot and you see handicapped next to veterans like amen you know what i mean like that's that's legit and that's integrity right so this state has a lot of integrity in that way for support of our veterans but the other part of uh, you know, veterans and what i feel like i can be an asset to is you know all every all cultivation i just call it dirty cultivation uh, drained to waste bottle nutrients all that stuff is a you know it's a petroleum-based nitrate bottle nutrient Okay, that petroleum base is a petroleum base just like our pharmaceuticals, right? So uh, I see veterans going to looking to, for help, and they're looking for help to get away from pharmaceuticals, and they're being fed stuff that they're told they have to flush out and you don't want to consume. And all those elements and all those types of, of pharmaceuticals or uh, bottle nutrients that you're, putting, that you're putting in and growing with actually does the same harm as pharmaceuticals. Right. So my mission is to help teach, you know, some regenerative type farming. Everybody can't be a regenerative farmer, but you can start and you can buy a bag of soil and you can reuse it 10 times with fungal and, and biology. And we really got to think healthy. If you're getting away and you really need this medicinally, if you're throwing a bunch of you know unhealthy products in it and they're telling you, you have to flush out, you're doing it all wrong. Like, that's it. So that's my mission now is just to be an asset to our veteran community. I'll be use my platform for awareness and to uh, I, and, and the other part of it is I'm meeting the best people in my life. I'm building unity with people that have integrity, who people that a handshake means something a look in an eye, a hug. Right. It's a it's a community of, of love, honor and respect. And though I'm not a veteran myself, you know, I've been brought in with open arms and it feels really good. And I appreciate that.
3: Thank you so much, Patrick, for everything that you shared. And you brought to our awareness something really important, actually, that I did not even realize, which is that veterans um, could be drug tested. This is what I'm just gathering from um, what you said, veterans could be drug tested and can lose their benefits um, that they receive after service if they're using cannabis. So um, would someone like to chime in and correct me if I'm wrong, but also elaborate on that? One of our vets here on the show today.
0: Uh, Yeah, I well, this is Aaron. Um, There's a policy that was put in place about 10 years ago or so um, through the work of Michael Krowitz and and his nonprofit, um, basically stating that, hey, um, yeah, basically stating that you you're not supposed to be removed from any type of um, medical benefits or pain medications uh, if you have cannabis in your system, especially if you're in a state. And that has medical uh, cannabis laws and you have a doctor's recommendation um, from a civilian doctor, right. <clears throat> with that doctor's recommendation. So it's, it's a policy that has came out um, or it's, it's, I should say a statement that the letter that the VA wrote in a form of a letter kind of trying to clarify this for everybody. Um, but I got to tell you, you know, it's, it, it really depends on the individual, um healthcare provider at the VA and maybe where you're located. For example, if you're in San Francisco, I talk to the VA doctors and I say, I use medical cannabis. It helps me. They, they basically say, okay, well, is it, so it's helping you? I say, yes. Is it hurting you? I say, no. And then they kind of say, okay, well, you know, continue to, to do that. They can't, um, pers- they can't encourage me or, you know, in, in, in any way, uh, they can't really talk about it. They can't educate me about it. They can't do anything, but the, if you, but they're not going to, you know, look down upon it or try to, um, take away benefits or anything. And, and that's San Francisco, right? San Francisco is very progressive. Um, and, but if you go to a VA facility, I don't know, let's say in Wyoming or Texas, where it's not, um, so, uh, accepted, uh, it, it, it might, you know, you might get um, the director of the hospital enforcing the policy a little differently. So I, I think that it really depends on where you're at, meaning what what physical VA uh, facility location you're at and the people that are running it. Um, unfortunately, there's a little bit of you know discretion there, I would say. Um, so it's not it, 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 there are people that have been removed from um their their medications for example or uh, this even happens with the opioids right if the veterans are are being uh, prescribed opioids and their tolerance continues to go up because that's what happens with opioids they get to a certain level that's a very high intake level just to get the effect and then the va might um, remove them from that uh, prescription because it's, it's a high dose and And so now the veteran is is almost withdrawing or looking for other alternatives and from the opiate standpoint they tend to fall into heroin looking for heroin on the streets or other type of um you know pills or whatever oxycontins they can find on the street so that's an unfortunate story that we've heard before you know um that happens with the va and Um, It is a real thing where you have to be careful. I think it really depends on where you are in the country and who you're talking to. Um, If you're a veteran specifically talking to your VA medical provider or if you're in some type of um, health health service where you're receiving other opioids, for example, receiving those pain medications and then you have cannabis in your system. You got to be aware of where you are, who you're talking to what kind of tests they might, they might give to you. Um, but the, the, the policy is supposed to be that it's not supposed to, uh, the use of medical cannabis is not supposed to affect your benefits. So they're not going to like take your money away. They're not going to do those types of things. But like I said, in specific instances, they might not give you a certain medication or, um, you know the the uh, the other aspect for for what we're talking about is veterans who live at VA um, or, or federal housing, right? They live on on federal property. The federal housing, like Yountville up in Northern California, is federal property, and so even if you're using cannabis medicinally in the state of California under the California state laws you are not allowed to bring a schedule one drug onto the federal property with, even though you live there. So there's some conflicts, you know, that are, are there as well. Um, not just in the medical field, but just where you might live if you're under, um, if you're living in a federal housing, you know, facility. Um, uh, so those are some of the things that the veterans that, that we face, as veterans, you know, using the, the VA is a federal entity. So we have to remember that because it's, it's a, f- a federal government entity, the federal medical system, they abide by the, the DEA classifications of scheduling of drugs. And cannabis is a Schedule One. So technically, the doctors are not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to educate us about it. Um, but there is this policy that they're not supposed to, uh, remove you. You know, it's not supposed to negatively affect your, your, your benefits, especially your health, right? <laughs> You're hey, to Aaron, get I got a, I got a question.
2: To that. I got a question to that. When yeah. did that policy come into effect? And is that policy, California, does it reflect into other states? Um, and like, when did that change happen, you know, or, or has it always been like that? Because the situation I was talking about yeah. was like 10 years ago.
0: So, yeah, so exactly. So if you go to Michael Krawick's website, Veterans for Medical Cannabis Access, um, there is a letter, it's right on the first page here, and it, it was about, uh, it says, all leading up to this new VA policy, so... If I click on that, I'll pull up the policy just so I'm speaking correctly. Um, but I believe it was about 10 or 11 years ago. Um, I'm just waiting for my thing to open here. So this was, okay, so actually this is December 8th, 2017. So it's not, this is an updated version here. Um, but it talks about. Um, you know, vet- VHA Veterans Health Administration directive provides policy on access to VHA clinical programs for veterans participating in a statewide approved marijuana program, um, and then it it just kind of talks about it's it's about five pages, but that's where you can look at it. it talks about controlled substances, marijuana policy, um, <clears throat> that type of stuff. So. That's where you can find it if you want to look at it. Got um, it. VHA, di- yeah. <clears throat> D- called VHA Directive 1315.
3: So is, we talked the- about um, kind of like the logistical issues that veterans might experience using cannabis, you know, um, with doctors and then also not being able to bring it onto certain property that they might be living on. What about social stigma. Is there social stigma attached to cannabis use for veterans in the veteran community? Great question.
0: Yeah. Again, do you want to chime in on this?
1: <clears throat> social stigma. I mean, how? I mean, what? I mean, As far as what, like the veterans that are afraid to use cannabis because of their fear of the social stigma or the stigma from the federal government and the VA, because socially (laughs) most people are okay with veterans using cannabis. In fact, most people socially, in my opinion, are all for veterans to use cannabis because that's their choice in medicine. The only people that don't agree with that is the federal government. So I mean, I don't know. That's my take.
0: I, th- I think I think you have um, the old guard, meaning the older generation of veterans that are running the VFWs and American Legions. Um, they're still under, I think, the reefer madness type of stigma. They're still, you know, looking at it as taboo. They're they're not quite one hundred percent there yet. I, I think those older generations start to turn when they kind of come to the end of the road of taking pharmaceutical medications for whatever their ailments are. And it's just not helping anymore. And then they're continuing to look for alternative medicines and they, they're like, all right, I'm in so much pain. I've, I've had enough. I'm willing to finally try cannabis. And it's just, it's the reefer madness generation. It's the prohibition, you know, it's all those things that have, uh, have contributed to the stigma, to the illegalization of cannabis. Um, that's part of what our mission is, the Veterans Cannabis Group, is to provide uh, our stories, to provide legitimate um, stories and case uses of medical cannabis. You know, so when specifically, so when we're talking about is, you know, hey, we're talking about United States military veterans. Under orders from Congress to go to war, we went to war, we experienced some things that were traumatic when we came back, we had symptoms of combat related PTSD, we're telling you that cannabis is helping us with those symptoms, so we're trying to make this very clear, you know, uh, pathway here that people can understand and legitimate use of using cannabis. It's very uh, hard to argue something when you when you're talking about. Hey, I went to war under orders. I have symptoms of PTSD. Pharmaceuticals aren't helping me. Cannabis is. That's all. I'm just stating the facts. I'm trying to provide you know some information here. There's another war going on. When we get back home, it's an opioid war. It's a veteran suicide rate you know battle that we're trying to to work against and trying to help. The veterans so we are trying to provide more intel if you will right to our our uh health the v, the v, the va and to our politicians and say hey look there's this other battle going on we're losing veterans to suicide to opioids um we've got a solution though we've got we've got some intel to help you guys
4: out you know you trusted us Aaron, I wanted, to, yeah. I wanted to chime in just real quick. I, I first met you earlier this year in January at the Cannabis Fest, and that was a really uh, revolutionary event. You actually had a cannabis consumption and educational event at a VFW to discuss these types of things that you're talking about right now. Was that a first of its kind?
0: Yes. Thank you for bringing that up. Um, that is – so we – the VFW is um, – the VFW, if, in order to be a VF, VFW member, you have to be a combat veteran. So therefore, their membership base is more likely to have symptoms of PTSD from combat. So we have been working with the VFW. And this event that we did earlier in January was in Phoenix, Arizona, at post 720 um, <clears throat> in Phoenix. And we did that event where we partnered with the VFW. We We brought in local cannabis brands and dispensaries and um, we did some, and and had them come in to basically educate the veteran membership base there, the veteran population in that community um, to provide a safe place. Um, The VFW posts are, are very um, familiar uh, environments for veterans with all the the warm memorabilia and and the camaraderie that you get to talk to other veterans, so it, it provides a uh, comfortable, safe, familiar place um, for veterans to come in there to to maybe try cannabis for the first time, to get educated about cannabis. Um, but the the significance is that the, the VFW is a national organization with you know about two million members and. And thousands of physical post locations across the country, um, so we want to help. We want to tap into that and help provide the VFW and American Legion, um, a an educational platform or an alternative, you know, um, way to help their veterans, uh, their membership base, deal with their problems. You know, deal with their service connected disabilities. So, um, partnering with the VFW, and and for them to allow us to do this event on the VFW post in conjunction with them and partnership with them, um, the VFW magazine picked up the article and it's currently in the June July article right now. They're about they did a, a write up about our event um, because what we're trying to do is provide a model that other vfw and american legion post commanders can can look at and feel comfortable adopting within their individual posts and that model is hey look we just did this uh event we had about a thousand veterans come in with their family members throughout the day um the they, the local post actually had about five new members sign up that day uh, we know that VFWs, American Legions are having problems with their membership. So this is another benefit because we're trying to reach the younger generation. You know, um, so you, so advocating for cannabis will help bring in new membership. Uh, we provided a safe place for veterans. You know, we educated them. Uh, that VFW post is working on creating a safe room for for, pe- for veterans that have PTSD, you know, an environment that they can go and chill out and relax and, and have a safe place um, place to, to talk to other veterans. So that's the, the idea is is for us, like, Hey, we, we, we want to, we, we did this event. It was successful. Um, it was educational. You got new members, you know, you brought in the community, some veterans that didn't know about your post. Um, so all, and then you were, and then you made relationships with the local, um cannabis industry, you know, professionals that that also wanted to help educate the veterans. So it's really a win-win for the community, for the post. And I think the the significance is and the the mission or like the focus is hey, the VFW and American Legions have thousands of posts across the nation. They already have a built-in infrastructure of of buildings, of uh, membership base, and they do monthly meetings. So you know, we're not trying to recreate that. That's a that's a generational development. That's you know um, a national organization that's been around for a long time. We just want to help them, you know, tap in and provide that additional program or or education um, for the membership base. Because uh, another thing, you know, is they they all have bars, right, where they serve alcohol, and it's it's a great way to raise money for the post. And I understand that. Um, but as we can probably all agree, alcohol is not really the answer for PTSD. And, and in fact, it just really kind of makes, makes it things worse. Um, you know, it's toxic. You can drive home and get a DUI, kill yourself, kill somebody else, etc. All those things can happen. Um, so we just want the VFWs, American Legions to, to say, Hey, look, maybe we should allow our veterans to consume cannabis on our posts. Um, as opposed to not you know allowing them <clears throat> because it's beneficial for them and so that's what we're trying to show right and hopefully the, the nation the, those national organizations will will be more open to it um, especially we had a successful event the magazine picked us up so we're in there you can read about it and um, and hopefully you know other other posts
4: will do that be more open yeah it. it it's on page 36 and 37 of the magazine it's a beautiful article i'm just looking at it right now and and yeah the, the event was yeah. fantastic and and it was a really great opportunity for us all to meet and patrick's got to get going and um thank you uh patrick for being here and, yes thank uh, you so much patrick for joining us and for everything
3: you had to say i agree with you 100 percent that i think that um linking regenerative and organic farming practices to cannabis for vets would be incredibly beneficial. So thank you for making that point. Oh, I think you might've hopped off there. Um, okay. Yes. So I just, before we move on, I just wanted to ask, how does that work legally with the Legion halls? Are they also considered federal property? Like the consumption no, so of cannabis, there is what I'm asking about. Just to clarify, it's, it's,
0: no usually usually the uh, so the BFW American Legion. They are national organizations, but they're nonprofits, five hundred one c nineteen, and there is the a headquarters where you, if you want to be a member, well, each individual post posts um, they can you know, do what they want to do, uh, with, within their own, um, property. Right. So most of the time it's, um, I guess it would be like if you consider it a franchise where, um, if you want to open up a McDonald's, you got to have the arch and you got to serve this food, et cetera, et cetera. But you, um, they can, they, their post commanders and officers and directors can can um dictate what happens and doesn't happen on their property because it's they're even though they're part of the the national organization they still are in control of their own individual posts they you know they're they're separate um they have their own bank accounts and their own um you know their own structure their own officers directors all that type of stuff for the nonprofit so most VFWs, American legions um, own the property or the building that they are located at. Uh, and then they can, so they can do what they want there. So um, that's why I continue to talk about the post com- individual post commanders, you know, focusing uh, on getting opening up their minds um, because yeah. they are the ones that are in control of their posts. So the VFW is more open to what we're talking about uh, over, the, over the American Legion because the VFW membership base is all war veterans. You have to be uh, a veteran of a war in order to qualify to be a VFW member. And so, therefore, the percentage of those members, those veterans, having PTSD is greater. Right, so it's more uh, in line with <clears throat> what we're talking about when when we're talking about combat-related PTSD and using medicinal cannabis.
3: Yes, thank you so much for clarifying that there. So you you know, while we're on the subject of PTSD, post post-traum- post traumatic stress disorder, which certainly we can imagine one that comes back from combat may very well have. Uh, would either of you, would anyone who's on the call today, be willing to share um, if they did have an experience with PTSD? How cannabis specifically helped them, or if you don't feel comfortable sharing your own story, maybe the story of another veteran you know that has mm-hmm. relief through with cannabis from PTSD.
4: And Jen, I wanted I wanted to uh, point something out with Gage is that he, when, when he was discussing this with me about PTSD, he was leaving the D off. He was talking about it being PTS and, uh, you know, not looking at it as a disorder. So I thought that was really interesting. And Gage, you can maybe elaborate on that.
1: Um, you know, I've had some discussions with others and, and in the subject and honestly, Um, like most things, it's just perspective. Um, you know, I mean, I'm a long time medic, I've been in the medical field for quite a while. And so I kind of look at things differently. I really try to analyze things. And for me, it's more of a, I just leave it up. It's PTS, it's post-traumatic stress, whatever you want to call it. For me, it's like a syndrome, you know, it's a, it's more of a syndrome. It's more of a complex, uh, moments, uh, or, or things that are happening all at the same time that causes you to. Um, navigate away from the m- present moment. And so for me, that's that's what it is. But I just like to say PTS. Um, but again, it's it's all perspective, and I respect anybody's opinion and view on it.
3: Yes, thank you so much for pointing that out, Dan and Gage. <clears throat> I agree. I think, you know, the word disorder has some negative connotations to it. So I really appreciate that suggestion of just saying PGS, um, post-traumatic stress. And Gage, it's, it's,
4: it's exactly what it is. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Go, yeah, go ahead, Dan.
4: No. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. What were you saying?
3: Um, I just wanted to say, you know, Gage when we had first connected a few weeks ago and discussed um, the possibility of this show, you had told me about your autobiography, The Strains of War. And, um, you know, there's a specific cultivar that you had identified That had really helped you with your pts do you want to talk a little bit about that
1: um yeah thank you there's um i mean through this book through this biography um you know there's so many different stories that have come out of this this book was a novel um to begin with and i took many many things out of it i didn't want to uh capitalize on you know a lot of negative things that happened over there but um I was one of the lucky ones that actually got a chance to smoke Afghani land race in Afghanistan. And um, I've had a few epiphanies with cannabis in my life that those aha moments that changed your views, that decided to put you on a different path, you know of of cannabis revelation, whatever you want to call it. and and for me, I've had a few of those in my lifetime, and uh, they're all extremely just uh, mo- epic moments. Those Titanic, Leonardo DiCaprio moments, you know, when in the front of the moment, in Titanic, and you're like, oh, my God, this is huge. And, and for me, there's a few of those, but one of them was smoking cannabis with my buddies in Afghanistan. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we had an epic moment where we decided to smoke it together. Um, and, uh, uh, and when we did, there were, there were, there was a lot of changes that happened in that moment. And, uh, and then again, when I came home, uh, with some severe PTSD and I started to, uh, uh cultivate my own, the, the cannabis, the, the, strain that I, that I discovered in Afghanistan and I brought home, um, I started to cultivate that and to develop something. And everything I learned was through books and through blogs and through p- talking to different people. I don't know anything about cannabis. I wish I knew just a quarter of some of these amazing growers out there, but I learned everything the best I could. And as I decided to d- develop these the strain and develop these genetics um, and even be, wh- whether it's developing on its own and backbreeding it or mixing it with other strains or other cultivars that I thought had the, the right terpene profile for pts and related symptoms and so for me i looked at everything from a medical standpoint and so everything that i mixed my afghani with um was important and had a medical um a medical agenda and through the years i've, I've made a few of those and uh and when i hooked up with Aaron augustus and through veterans cannabis group and then through brothers mark and um and then they got me out of here to uh or i actually joined them and said hey let's do this and i came out here uh to to join brothers mark and develop um, you know this brand and, and, and our mission, but also um, this other mission to uh, to develop this Afghani hybrid, this new lineage. Uh, everybody keeps complaining about you know all this, this There's so much hybrid, and so much you know. There's so many different hybrids and mixes that you know it's just we're getting away from you know the the original and from the things that are most important. There's a lot of people like that, and so. Uh, I, that's the way I kept my, my genetics. I kept them with some of the original uh, uh, lineages. And as I did that, um, we came up with one that turned out to be pretty good through uh, a, a veteran friend of mine uh, named Aaron Flynn at Gold Seal in San Francisco. He uh, is a veteran uh, who owns Gold Seal, and he uh, helped me grow this genetic, uh, this cultivar. And uh, now we're putting it out. We just, uh, we just uh, harvested it not too long ago. We're putting it out um, under a certain name. To see uh, the feedback from that, but uh, but for me, it's um, it's a perfect blend uh, terpene and cannabinoid profile um, that really uh, generates a great body mind uh, balance that I think that is perfect for PTS. Uh, it lasts a-, a long time. It doesn't hit you hard, and yet um, it it leaves you a well-balanced, uh, off feeling. It doesn't like knock, knock you down. So for me, it's, it's, those are the type of cultivars that I'm chasing. And those are the type of, um, of medicinal benefits that I think the brother's mark is also chasing. And so that's the reason why, um, I'm here with them and developing this brand and putting out this new, uh, this new cultivar, this new uh, genetic strain that I've been developing. Uh, and we're going to be releasing that later on this year. But uh, through uh, support of Gold Seal, um, we're, we're putting some of that out there now through Northern California, throughout North Distribution. And we're getting some amazing feedback. Uh, the cultivar, we're calling it Black Ops, kind of a secret uh, screen in a way. That's and, great. Uh, and, and the feedback. And so the reason why is because of you know and guys there's so much more of, of the story of how i brought this back and why i brought it back and read the book, read the to, book. Uh, you read the <laughs> book yeah the strains of war it's on amazon.com and um but you know but it, but it's amazing and that's the reason why again i joined brothers mark and vcg and it's because of, of our mission and it takes a team to really make uh to make something happen and to make change um, you know, I left my entire career, my bat, my other career, looking me up on LinkedIn, my whole back career. I'm, it's a completely different than what I'm doing, but, right? But, uh, but if I put all that together with what I'm doing now, it really brings a lot to this business and this organization. And so it, again, it takes a team and an army of, of educated and knowledgeable and passionate people to make things happen. And that's what Brothers Mark and the Veterans Cannabis, Cannabis Group is all about here in NorCal. And, and that's why I'm here. So, uh, so we're, we're doing something amazing.
4: Well, you know, um, I was born and raised in the military. I was actually born at the Air Force Academy, and my father's a veteran. And uh, I, too, have PTS of a different type, um, and I have found relief through, um, through medical cannabis. So everything that you're doing, I'm so excited about that cultivar. I really can't wait to try that. And um, I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, Gage and Aaron, um, and thank you, uh, Jen, for hosting this. I just really appreciate this conversation.
3: Oh, yes, absolutely. I think that there is so much really important education going on um, on the air right now. And unfortunately, we have just five minutes left. I feel like we could keep talking about this for hours. But, you know, hopefully um, some people listening today have gotten some good information about cannabis and its benefits for veterans. And as we're, I'm going to give everybody the chance just to take a, a minute here to say any last thoughts they want to leave our listeners with, and we'll go around in the group. But really quick before um, we do that, um, Aaron, would you just tell our listeners where they can find Brothers Mark Cannabis? And then Gage, would you make sure to say again where folks can locate this Black Ops strain that are in California? <laughs>
0: Also, yeah, um, brothersmark.com uh, is our website. You can go to the website and be able to locate where Brothers Mark is sold. Um, we're down in Southern California and in Los Angeles area and also in the Bay Area and, and North Bay, uh, predominantly, and, and in Sacramento as well. Um, and if you are interested in carrying Brothers Mark in your store, that's awesome. You should reach out to Gage, and he'll be able to, to direct you there. Uh, and then I wanted to say, anyone who's interested in the Veterans Cannabis Group, the nonprofit, um, can go to our website, com. Join our newsletter. We put out a lot of good information on our newsletter about what we're doing, what we've done. And we do have an upcoming event that we're working on for Veterans Day in San Francisco at the San Francisco uh, Veteran War Memorial. And that will I be can't wait. Veterans Day. Yeah so that that should be a good uh, you know it's more of a serious educational wellness type of event we're going to try to have uh, the v, the va there and and uh, have some some veteran um organizations as rep- representatives for for resources but um yeah so we really appreciate you you guys supporting us and, and helping us get the message out um, brothersmark.com and com.
3: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Aaron. Happy to support this. And Gage, could you go ahead and tell our listeners um, how they can get in touch with you if they want to learn more about your story or more about that awesome Black Ops strain you mentioned?
1: Oh, there's the story, the Black Ops, and even so much more to talk about and discuss. I mean, the reason why I really did this, I've been a a medic for 30, what, 35 years plus now, and I've been a a combat medic and a high threat security, you know, I've, I've done it all. And, and, for me it's all about connecting veterans with with the right medicine with the right education with the right network with the right people um you know and and that's what i'm all about so if, if there are people out there that you know, veterans or people with pts they just you know want to reach out and say "Hey, I man, i've been through too and you know i'm looking for a support or whatever but uh, i'm here to 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 be that beacon uh you know with the platform of the veterans cannabis group and brothers mark uh, i think that we can do a lot so uh, that's what I'm here about, is this connecting and, and helping to educate. Um, I'm a recent uh, graduate of the, of the Ganji Asamalir program, uh, you know, with, with Swami and Wendy and all those people. And I think that, you know, and Derek, and I think that what they're doing is amazing, and I want to support them as well. So with that education, on that knowledge, uh, I want to continue to to pass that on to others. So that's what we're doing. So you can reach me at Gage, G-A-G, at brothersmark.com, uh, and, and let's uh, let's connect
4: and that uh, that GA program is actually going to be on the, the, the Today Show tomorrow morning. And, uh, I, it I too is. Am a, I too am a graduate, so uh, that's really great. Congratu- <laughs> congratulations, congratulations, Gage. That's incredible. That's great. You
1: too, man. Yeah, yes. it's a the one the the best best Ganji program in the country, for no doubt.
3: Thank you all so much for joining us today. Unfortunately, we are out of time, but I want to say thank you so much to Dan and Gage and Erin for joining us and telling us about the role that cannabis can play in helping our veterans. Thank you both very much for your service.